Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. Broadcasting from the small business capital of America, this is WIIFM Milwaukee, an idea coach station. Taking your questions on small business, this is the Pat Miller Show, where we take your questions and talk about the challenges and choices that we all face on our entrepreneurial journey. We're talking about turning a profit, driving sales, marketing that works, hiring, managing, growing our dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. So today we are live for the first time ever in front of a live studio audience. Yeah! We are at the Idea Collective Retreat in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. This is a two and a half day retreat with keynote speakers including Mel Robbins, Jesse Cole, and 20 amazing members of the Idea Collective presenting on stage. Uh, This weekend, our guests are gonna get clarity and confidence and get ready to build an outrageous plan for 2022 to make it their best year yet. On our show, we're gonna take questions from a few of our VIPs that are, they're really a big deal. They're with us today, they're kind of a big deal. And we're gonna hear a few small business celebrations as well. Now, if you wanna be on a future show, like we record this all the time, Get out your phone, go to patmillershow.com, and you can reserve a time to be on the show. You can also find the show, give it a five-star review, because what else would you give it, right? And um, you can catch it anytime we put it out. All right, so let's get the show on the road. We have our first guest on the air, live from the Idea Collective Retreat, Candace Sanchez. It's great to see you, so everyone knows who you are. Tell us who you are, what you do, and how we can help you today. Uh, Yes. So Candace Sanchez, author, podcast host, and I am here to just celebrate my book sales and my podcast and just kind of promote what I've been doing. My message is really, you know, your trauma doesn't have to define who you are meant to be in this world, in this life. And so for me, I've taken the story, my mess into a message, my story into my brand and my business. And that's why I'm here to kind of grow it and uh, work with all these masterminds (laughs) in this room. I can't wait to continue to learn tomorrow and grow. And uh, I got some big goals coming. Yeah, you do have some big goals. Uh, I want to not necessarily talk about the book. I want to talk about the process of getting to where you are, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they say to themselves, oh, I want to write a book someday. Like many of us are thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book someday. And it's a thing that just kind of sits there. Right. You actually did it. So as a part of your small business celebration, I want you to help us. How long did that process take? Was it harder than you thought it was going to be easier? Can you talk about that process of making it come true? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it took me three years to write it from start to finish because of my story and the trauma that I was writing pen to paper. It was very therapeutic. I mean, it was traumatic. It was reliving the events of my life, but I knew that it would have impact. And that was the end goal, right? You have to have a goal. End goal was impact and the difference I'm going to make to others' lives. And that's really what drove me. The process, you know, editing and and making sure you have an outline. um, It's just like when you have your business plan, right? You got to make sure you have strategy around it. And so I had to make sure I articulated what I was trying to convey to the reader. But it definitely was a three-year journey. Um, But I 
I think I learned more about myself during those three years about what my vision was going to be. And then that fostered a lot of other business ideas. And, and so here I am. And I think unlike what some books would be written from this room, yours is intensely personal. Can you give us a synopsis of what you wrote in that three year period? Uh, Yes. So my book is about being abused as a child from the age of five to 15, uh, wanting to commit suicide because I um, thought I was pregnant by my stepfather. So very traumatic events in my life. Um, So I speak to the readers and let them know, you know, I'm a mother now and I have children and we have to educate our kids and we have to make sure we're talking about these taboo topics that should not be taboo. You have to educate your, your children and let them know that they need to be safe. And even sometimes your own family could be doing this to you and you think your kids are safe. So my message is very strong. It's, it's starting having those conversations, re-educating the school system. I, I write in my book how I felt a little failed, um, born and raised Catholic. You know, my faith is what kept me going. Um, so I, I'm just very proud that I never gave up and that my hope turned into goals and I had I still live in my dream and, and, and becoming the best version of myself. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly imperfect is what I like to say. And we all have a story and you have an idea. And so take that idea, water it, fertilize it, make it, make it yours. And, and man, the magic will happen. It took three years to get it out. Now it's on paper. Let's talk about celebrating what it's going to do. What does success look like for you moving forward? How will this change lives? Um, it's changing lives already. I survivors are reaching out to me and now I'm creating a life coaching business around survivors. I now started to put pen to paper, putting a plan together. What are survivors lacking? Because they've all told me I've gone to therapists. It's different when you're talking to another survivor. They get it. You get me. There's no shame. There's no fear. There's no guilt because we can talk honestly and openly about each other's experience and feel for one another. And to me, that will change the narrative. And, and I'm so excited for that program. It's really incredible. Congratulations. I want to ask one more question about establishing goals that aren't financially related. Because let's say you could have written the story in this super compelling way that becomes a movie and you're a millionaire. These goals that you're setting are way more important than money. Do Any advice for people that are setting goals that maybe are more personal not just financially driven, because I think that would help the other small business owners in the room, which, yes, we want to pay on the mortgage and we want to break even at the end of the month. But what about those personal goals? Can you talk about the process of setting something that's that intensely personal? Yeah, when, you know, I, I carried around a lot of doubt and fear. And once I released the doubt and fear, I didn't do it for the money. It, it never was about the money. It was about, it was for myself. I walked around with shame and fear and doubt for 45 years. I'm 50, and I can finally say I know what I want to be when I grow up. You know, how many of us can say that? Honestly, living in your true purpose and passion, there's not, you can't put a price tag on that. And to know that other people are looking at you and like, if you can do it, I can do it. And no matter what your story is, no matter what trauma, no matter what hardship, difficulty, obstacle, and you might think it's so small, no, because you're not alone, and you matter. And, and, and now I'm feeling the magic of that, of, of knowing that my story and what I went through, is, as tough as it was, it made me a strong person, and, and I'm glad to be here it's, today. It's uh, the most beautiful <laughs> uh, celebration we've ever had in the show. The show, a book is called Unspoken. 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 Where can we get it? Come on, plug us up. Let's go. 
It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. You can go to my website. It's also available through my website, www.candasanchez.com. But I also need to do a plug. So I didn't stop at the pod- at the book. I created a podcast called Unspoken Conversations with Candace, where I bring others to the table to talk about their trauma and their adversities and things they've struggled with. And we get very deep and personal about these taboo topics. I don't care what it is. There's a lot of stuff that's taboo. But if they're brave enough and courageous enough to come to the table and have that conversation, I'm looking for guests. Tell your story on my show show i have to celebrate i got one thousand downloads since june i launched so i am so excited so please i ask you to go check out my you can get on most platforms right um and download follow me please my season two will be kicking off this 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 uh, month i have season one launched 13 episodes and i have to do a shout out to our friend here mayor uh, for helping me with production, so Podcast yeah, I think Town helped me with that. The Mayor of Podcast Town, Podcast Town, your Podcast production Town. for all your production yes. needs for podcasts. Look up our guy. Absolutely, putting a Absolutely. plug. Candace a plug. Sanchez, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. All right, that that is the way that you start off an episode where you're going to talk about wins and uh, questions and challenges. Uh, that was truly a great celebration. Uh, we've got four more guests that are coming on the show today, uh, and that's going to be a tough act to follow. But Candace, thank you for coming on and sharing, and congratulations on your success. All right, uh, up next on the show, uh, we have Chad Lawson. Chad, it's great to see you, my friend. For the benefit of all, tell us who you are, what you do, and how we can help you today. I am Chad Lawson. I am the creator and captain of Maker Spaceship, a mobile makerspace for children's That's amazing. Hospitals. Okay, I need to know more about that. A mobile makerspace that goes into children's hospitals? Two children's hospitals. Two children's hospitals. Uh, right now, actually, I've been working more with a summer camp that has a similar affiliation. I... Uh, I myself am a survivor of childhood leukemia. Spoiler alert, I survived. Uh, I was six and a half at that time. So it's been a few years. And I remember when I spent time as an inpatient, uh, I could tell you exactly how many holes there were in the ceiling tiles. Um, You feel like there's nothing you can do. You're completely at the mercy of the hospital. You have no control over your life and at that point you're really mostly defined by being a patient Um, while there are iPads and Game Boys and other I guess Game Boys already a little dated isn't it I just but um, the goal is to be able to bring various projects tinkering uh, my particular area is electronics but um, using paper circuits and other origami and other down to earth uh, tech toys whatever you want to call it providing three basic outcomes for patients to be able to think of themselves as something other than their diagnosis, to be able to have some sort of control back in their life. And um, (laughs) I'm blanking on my third, but the idea is to be able to be something more than just a patient, to be able to create, to be able to um, stay grounded in reality while still being able to explore Uh, creativity. So how can we help? So how can we help? So I am, this this weekend is being considered the launch, pun intended, of Maker Spaceship. Uh, Up until now, as mentioned, this this has just been a passion project working um, with a camp for kids with cancer and leukemia. Uh, And now, after last year and doing everything virtual... There was a realization that there was a need to be able to do this, to be able to work with kids who are still in the hospital, not just coming out of all of this. And uh, so this is that creating, I, I've, 
created my own business before, but creating mm-hmm. a nonprofit, mm-hmm. this is entirely a new thing to me. How does one... There seems to be a chicken and the egg from everything I'm hearing theoretically. Right now, everything I know about creating a nonprofit is theoretical. So this opportunity to meet people who have been there, have walked that path, to find out step by step, how do you do that? This is new and scary. Well, it's only scary if you make it scary, right? I mean, you can make this, and there are different legal challenges and different hoops you have to jump through. But the best nonprofits run like a business, in my opinion, because they know exactly who they serve and they raise enough money and they are stewards of their revenue and expenses. So they run like a great business. Operations is operations. Your patient or your um, a customer happens to be a patient who you're providing service for. So, okay, this is the launch. Awesome. I'm scared about it. Stop saying that. So what do you need? Do you need more kids to help? Do you need more money to make more sets? Like what's standing in the way of you accomplishing your initial goals? Understanding what I need to create the legal structure to make this a formal thing so that I can actually begin, but also the networking into somebody who knows somebody in a children's hospital. Right now that this is a scary time, I know, this is a a scary time to be trying to get into a hospital in the time of COVID, but getting those foundations begun to meet with people and find out who, who can I serve. And so there's some of that, but it is also a funding thing. Right now it's me and my car. Uh, the next phase for the maker spaceship is to actually retrofit a shuttle van, an accessible shuttle van, and take a larger group of equipment and opportunities okay. and projects. So let's work this just step by step for a second. I need to know a lawyer. I need to know someone in a hospital. I need to know something. You just got to go out and start telling your story. Because this weekend, uh, Melnick and Melnick, Stephanie Melnick is here. Ask her the questions. She can help you out. Candace is nodding her head. She was just on. She's got connections. Common Ground Healthcare is one of our sponsors this weekend, as is Advocate Aurora. So we've got those kinds of people, and that happened because you showed up. So you're already taking action because you're out talking to people, step one. Step two is, if I were in your shoes, I would ask, what kind of social proof do I have? Do you have a story from I made a kit to a kid loved it and everything's documented? Do you have that yet? The I have most of that. The challenges are with the camp. There is privacy, a lot right? Of, okay, right. So I have some of that, but I uh, I do have campers to whom I can reach out and make contact and get a testimonial. So I, I so I let's say stack through some. this then. Yeah. First of all, you're going to work with an attorney to make sure you're structured the correct way. The second thing would be. Before you go build this machine, you talk to someone who can take the machine and say, hey, Advocate Aurora, I want to do this, or Children's, I want to do this. Does this sound like something you'd want to, you know, you know what you have to build, right? And then from there, you need a beta test. This is where business is like nonprofit and nonprofit is like business. you got to be able to show, I made a thing and I changed a family's life, right? you got to have that soup to nuts. From there, it's like, okay, what kind of scale do I want to have? So what does success look like for you? Is this in every children's hospital in America? Is just the Midwest? Like, when you see the vision of Maker Spaceship, what is it? Uh, the next hurdle, the next Ooh, planet. planet. I like that. That's really good. you want to light planet, your yeah. Stu- my, yeah. Uh, would be uh, Wisconsin Children's, uh-huh. Children's Wisconsin, because I have the relationship with them through camp. Also, Luria Children's Hospital in Chicago, which is my home hospital back when it was called Children's Memorial Hospital. But then 
I see phases beyond that being not one, two, three, a dozen ships. I have names for all of them already. I just need to get them built and, yeah, be able to, I would love to be able to spend more days than not traveling around, whether it's throughout the Midwest, maybe it's popping on a, well, I don't know, a long road trip might kill me, but yeah, I've whether this branching this out in yeah. so multiple I ways. keep on uh, putting it into task lists because when you're sitting here right now saying, I'm going to launch this thing today, and then the finish line is 12 hospitals around the Midwest, it can feel like there's no way. I can't get there. When in reality, if you break it down by the end of this weekend, you could have a contact you didn't have, you could have your attorney sorted. You can know what a kit looks like. And then the final question would be, let's say Children's Wisconsin says, you know what, Chad, we're doing it. How much money do you think it would cost to facilitate that one venue? Do you know yet? Guess, can you estimate? 10 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, two bucks? Uh, if, we're, if we're actually going to make the, yeah. the shuttle itself, I'm saying probably it's... Uh, Probably okay. at least 100000 yes, to be able to build, by the okay, vehicle. Okay, that's super cool. All right, so the reason why I go to that last thing last is I want to share a strategy that I've used. And a lot of the folks here this weekend that are my sponsors and partners at the retreat, I use the same strategy, which is who also shares the audience you're trying to reach? So who wants to make an impact inside hospitals? Well, there's a lot of billion, literally billion-dollar companies that want to look good to hospitals. That's where your money's going to come from. So you go to Merck, you go to, I don't even know all the hospital medical names, Johnson & Johnson, whatever, and say, I'm going to be your PR department. And together, we're going to do this. I got the social proof. Look at how I changed this family's life because the parents will talk to you, but the kids can't. And you've already got the kits ready to go. You got everything ready to go. All I need you to do is give me $100,000, whatever it might be. To companies like that, to solve that PR problem, that's all you need to do. So I would encourage you to think about this like a business. I would encourage you to run as fast as you can and get through all of these things that are popping up as roadblocks that are stopping you. Oh, I need to know what to do with the legal advice. Well, you've known that for a long time. Why didn't you do the thing? Do you know what I mean? As my friend Andy Wine says, do the bleeping thing, right? So um, I think it's really great. Uh, thank you for coming on. I wish you a lot of luck. And I and to all thank the... You folks in the idea collective me included if there's something we can do to support you on the process let us know chad lawson maker spaceship thank you sir appreciate it so uh this is goosebump city we've had two guests on already and uh, they've been absolutely brilliant stories so thank you to chad and candace for coming on uh so far today this is the pat miller show it is a national conversation for small business we're really glad that you're here today uh on the way we have another celebration that we're going to share and we have another two questions that are on the way that's coming up on the pat running a small business is lonely and hard i mean we know that right but did you know it doesn't have to be? Stop networking and start connecting with other entrepreneurs on the small business journey in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. In this exclusive worldwide community, we're sharing information, we're brainstorming together, and we're supporting each other through the highs and the lows of building your small business. Learn more about the group and get the feel of this show 24-7 in your small business. Visit ideacollectiveincubator.com. That's ideacollectiveincubator.com.
com. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Blair Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, a show built just for you. The small business owner that's working hard to build your dream. If it sounds odd that there's people clapping in the background, that's because we are live at the Idea Collective Retreat for small business owners. This is the first ever time that the Idea Collective has gotten together in person. And I'd say we're having a little bit of fun. And we haven't even opened the bar yet. That's going to happen in just... In just a little bit. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, we would love to have you help us grow this conversation for small business owners. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Pat Miller Show, which I couldn't believe was available, so I grabbed it as quickly as I could. You can rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, but most of all, subscribe to the show and join our callers on their journey so we can grow your dream together. Up next... I know this guy. A small business celebration is coming from the presenting sponsor of the Idea Collective Retreat from Bank 5.9, their vice president of marketing, Mr. Jeff McCarthy, joins us. How you doing, Pat? I'm wonderful. How are you, pal? I'm doing great, too. It's so good to be here at the retreat. Can you believe that we're finally here? We've only been talking about it for like 19 years. I cannot believe it, uh, but man, it feels good to be here. Yeah, it's great. So you got a celebration for us. So what do you got? I do. Well, you know, let me give everybody a little background. As a marketing director at a bank, uh, my job is really to differentiate us from the 10, 20 other banks that you drive through in, in your town. Um, we all offer checking accounts. We all offer savings accounts. Um, but our bank, uh, we have a mission, which is make lives better. And everything that we do try and tries to ladder up to that mission. And so as I think about ways to pay that mission off, um, Pat, you and I started talking about the Idea Collective and how our bank could get involved. And we've been partners now for a little over a year, and it's been great. Um, and I want to celebrate the people in this room. I want to celebrate the small business owners and the entrepreneurs who over the last two years have not only survived, but have thrived. The ones that have pivoted, the ones that have taken a step forward and said, I can do this. I cannot admire all of you enough. And my colleagues from the bank are here as well. We're going to be here all weekend. We just want to meet you and we want to celebrate with you. So that's my celebration for the day, Pat. It's everybody here. Yeah. So uh, there's something like existential to be celebrating your own non-death, right? <laughs> like, hey, we didn't die. It's pretty amazing. Uh, it's funny, too, because, like, we're still not out of the woods yet. We're right. all still doing, like, Elsie's here producing the show, and in between our guests, he's taking the windscreen off and he's sanitizing it. Like, we've right. gotten used to these uh, habits that we have to do to keep everyone safe, which is the right thing to do. But it's not really business back to normal yet, yet we are here and we are growing and working together. And it's really great. It is. And and a lot of credit to you too, Pat. I mean, you know, you've been talking about this for quite some time. Um, and it certainly would have been the easy thing to say there's too much uncertainty still. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do this yet. Um, but you charged forward and the response of the people in this room to be here. You can just tell already from the first two guests, this is so needed, right? People need to get together. They need to network. And if our bank can play a small role in making this happen, we are so honored to do so. Um, because I think the time is now. The time is now to get together, to celebrate, and to goal set for 2022. Um, and so congratulations to you and, again, to everybody in the room. I could not be more impressed. Oh, wow. Well. 
Thank you, Jeff. It means a lot. And to the other folks from Bank 5-9 that are here, um, you know, my background's in radio. And in radio, you have sponsors all the time. Hey, the traffic is sponsored. I even sponsored the fax line. That's how old I am, right? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. That's a true story, by the way. Um, you always have sponsors. And the way you handle sponsors is, oh, well, I got to put their logo on the thing, and I got to read them when I do the traffic report. But that's not how I work with Bank 5-9. I call Jeff and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing the thing. And almost every single time it's like, yeah, we should do that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, this event literally would not be happening without their trust and belief. And you talk about survival. Uh, we started working with them at the beginning of 2021. 20, uh, and we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for you. So thank you. Thank you, Bank 5-9. We appreciate it. Jeff McCarthy, I'll see you at the bar, and I'll buy you a drink. I'll be there. Sounds good, Pat. Jeff McCarthy, Bank 5-9, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, you think about, now I'm, like, going to think back to how old I am. I'm so old that when I started my radio career, I was queuing up albums. And, you know, that was a thing back then. It actually was a skill. I'm so old that we used to edit on actual tape with razor blades. That's how old I am. Um, so, yeah, we've sponsored a lot of stuff in my day. But uh, the partnership with Bank 5-9 has been incredible. All right, two more guests to go on the Pat Miller Show. Uh, up next, we have Karen Uso. Karen, it's great to see you, my dear. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and how we can help you today. Hi, Pat. Uh, my name is Karen Uso. I am the owner of First Look Family Law. I am a low-conflict divorce attorney and mediator. I've been in business on my own for about three years, and I've been practicing almost 30. That's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't it know feels that. amazing. But this, but at the same time, when you say you've been in business or practicing for 30 years, then you just feel old. So <laughs> See? Old. On the one hand, you, <laughs> you kind of want to get it out there so people trust you. And on the other hand, you're like, that's a long time. Yeah. Now, you've seen a lot of cases. I'm sure you've seen it all. I didn't know you could do low-conflict divorcing. Is that thing? It's a thing. And um, having done high-conflict litigation for so long, uh, I'm a really strong advocate for the low-conflict process. So cooperative, collaborative mediation, telling people that um, they save a lot of money by choosing a low-conflict process. And um, their their savings aren't just financial but emotional. Well, as much as I enjoy you, I hope I never need, need you because uh, uh, I love my wife, Abby, so much and I wouldn't make it without her. So how can we help you today? What's going on? Well, you know, it's really interesting because as you were talking before about how COVID has affected so many businesses and it really has, it's just sunk a lot of businesses. Um, I was very surprised and I, and I, you know, set a certain amount of savings aside and I told my staff uh, we have about three months of savings set aside. So if things go belly up, you know, I'm giving you notice and um, it was amazing to me that our business just exploded because apparently um, couples really like going to work and they really don't like being shut up in the house together. So once COVID took hold of our nation, families just started falling apart and they all kept calling me. Uh, we were able to keep our, our office open. We were deemed essential. Um, and I just want everybody to know you are all essential, but it, it was it was a very unexpected surprise to, to kind of blow up like that. Um, so within three years, I had to hire somebody, and I just did that. And then I, I moved, and I've grown my space. So with that comes more um, costs and expenses. And um, I didn't even know what the word scaling meant, really, until recently. And somebody said, oh, you need to scale. And I said, 
I have a scale. But I <laughs> so when I joined the Idea Collective and I met really the most amazing bunch of people in the room who have all these amazing services, and I want to, I want everybody here to help me, not not be my client necessarily, but I want them to help me with my marketing and my my scaling because I know what that is now. And my systems, because I also didn't know what that was, but I desperately need that. Um, and my insurance, like there's all these things that I need, but I, I don't, I have growing pain. So I only have so much money to spend. So my question is, what do I do first? If I have this pot of money and I want it all and I want it all now, and I know I'm going to make that million dollars eventually, but how, what's the order of priority in which I spend the money I have now? That is a terrific question. So there are a lot of different ways we can come at it, but I'm just going to tell you the way that I would come at it. Like my gut reaction to that is I would be worried about risk first. So I would make sure that I'm protected both legally and uh, insurance and anything else that one wrong move and the business closes, right? How do you protect yourself through risk and make those cho- those changes first? So have you addressed those sorts of things already? Well, I'm surely about to because I looked at cyber insurance a little while ago and they asked a bunch of questions with words that I once again didn't understand. And luckily I talked to Cheryl Litvin today and she sells that. And so I might be pivoting over there very soon because uh, $50,000 mysteriously showed up in my bank account this week uh, from people who are not my clients. So that tells me uh, if you do any business banking or any online payments that you're at risk, uh, we got that all sorted out. It's kind of weird to have money coming in with people you don't do business with. Yeah. Um, so w- that seems like the next best step, right? Um, but even even beyond that, I have a new associate. I'm spending all my time training her. So there's payroll and, you know, all the things that go with that. Do I spend money on systems? Do I spend money on marketing? Do I spend money on decor? I don't know. Well, decor is important. Yes, let's be real. I'm having my open house next week, November well, 10th, 3 p.m. People come. I, I will have snacks. Snack? Oh, well, okay. Snacks. Now I'm interested. All right, so here's how I would build it. Risk first to make sure you're protected against any lightning strike that ends the business. Once you're protected, if I were you, the next step would be it's you and associate, both lawyers. Right? Two lawyers, one paralegal. So, but you're one of the two lawyers, yes, right? Sir. So you and then an associate and then a paralegal. Yes. All right. So I would assume you're the highest per hour, next highest per hour, and then the associate or the paralegal. Yes. Okay. So I would focus as much energy as I could to strip you of any responsibilities that aren't billable. Everything that you do that isn't billable, you need to get rid of because let's take bookkeeping right? I have a terrific bookkeeper. I love her. And she costs X. Well, you are X plus $500 an hour or whatever it is, right? So like you are, you can hire someone to do bookkeeping for less than being a lawyer. And that's not a slam on bookkeepers. I love bookkeepers. But you can hire someone to do that service rather than you being the lawyer doing the service. Because let's say that you can hire the bookkeeper for $100 an hour and you charge $500. That means every hour you do bookkeeping, you lose $400, Right out the door. So really, it's sit down and figure out what am I doing, put it into categories, and figure out where I can delegate. Yep, absolutely. And then once you are just showing up as a lawyer, everything else has been delegated, rinse and repeat to your associate. What are they doing that isn't being a lawyer? 
Well, they're just learning right now. Unfortunately, okay. I didn't hear Telmar's speech before I hired her. And I <laughs> 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 and so I hired somebody with a future instead of with a now. But, Uh-oh. you know, that, that, you, know you, you make those mistakes in business and yeah. then you learn from them. But you would rinse and repeat. So make sure that they're just doing lawyering. And then from there, paralegal, if they're doing anything else, try and strip that out as well. Because the biggest secret weapon for any small business owner are virtual assistants, contract employees, people that can come in and take stuff off our plate because we all, we all have an area of genius. You've heard that before, area of genius. You're on the planet to do one thing. That's great. But here's the other thing. You're all really smart. And what that means is you can get paid to do a whole ton of stuff. That doesn't mean you should. You should do your area of genius and delegate everything else. I'm hearing you say I need to be more efficient with my time. No, that's exactly not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to do one thing, be a lawyer, And the other thing you need to do is talk to people so you can get cases. I'll give you an example. My lovely wife. Hold on. Are you saying I should be encouraging people in this room to? No. No. Just asking. No. Unless that works for you. I I just had to ask. Whatever it is. Um, What I tell my lovely wife, Abby, she's a photographer. Okay. I tell her she should be doing one or two things. She should either have a camera or a cocktail. That's her entire business model. If she's not taking pictures, she needs to be out networking. Delegate everything else. Because the way that she gets business is through networking, and the way that she makes money is by taking pictures. And I don't know if anyone knows this. This might be inside baseball. But when you take a picture, there's a whole bunch of process for uh, editing and fulfillment and all delivering and printing and all that crap. Delegated all that. She's either taking a picture or drinking a cocktail, which is a pretty good deal when you love to take pictures and drink cocktails. So... That's what you need to do. You need to figure out how to be a lawyer and meet people, delegate everything else. Because remember, this is the big takeaway. If you're doing something that someone else can do for you for less than what you charge, you're losing money. Stop. Sound good? That sounds really good. Okay. Karen Yuso, First Look look Family Law. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. We appreciate it. Great to have you. Okay. So... Uh, This show is not broadcast, which means we're not governed by the FCC. So that means we can say and do whatever we want, which means, against my better judgment, still, I'm going to have the next guest on the air. But he is a good friend, and I'm excited that he's here. Uh, Please welcome to the show, AFW Andy freaking Wines. Andy. Hello, sir. Let's do the thing, boys. Let's do the thing. I'm really glad that you're here. So uh, what do you got for us today? A question? A celebration? You just want to rant? What's your deal? Oh, I'll rant. Absolutely. No, I don't I'll, want the rant. Within, within, within the context of the show. Okay. I have a question. Yes, sir. Because as business owners, we all the, we have to have the answer. So for those of you that don't know me, um, I'm Andy Wines, uh, otherwise known as AFW, and the F is not for Francis. I think I told <laughs> it to LZ a couple years ago the first time I was on a podcast. Uh, here's my challenge. I, I, I love conflict. I love fires. I love putting out fires. I like creating fires. It's what I do best. I'm in a place now in my business where there's not a lot of fires. And there's a lot of things good in the business. So I struggle. I, I, I'm known as the guy that says do the fucking thing because that's, that's the thing. Go that's do the thing. the thing. Whatever you're amazing at, go do that. Karen, you're amazing at being a lawyer. Go be an amazing lawyer. I know she's amazing being a lawyer because she's my lawyer. Ah, I see. We weren't so low conflict, man. <laughs> Turned into low conflict, God bless, because I'm high conflict. Yeah. My point is a lot of people have these things that they're amazing at. I don't think I'm really good at much. I'll be honest, right? Uh, that's I don't have this one talent or one-headed ability. I don't know why I'm put on this earth. So my struggle is 
going into this next year? When I don't have to do something, what is it I should do? And I've done a lot. Pat has known me for years. He was a, uh, my consultant. Uh, I've done podcasts. I did a TEDx. I've ran businesses. I've built businesses. I've lost businesses. I've had partnerships. I struggle now is what is my thing, right? And who is AFW and where do I go with my life? Oh. Where do I best serve uh, my family, my community, myself, right? And where do I go with that? So that's an easy one. Not. That's quite a deep <laughs> question. Quite a finish. Okay. Um, as an entrepreneur, uh, and if you don't know, Andy has a couple of different businesses, right? So he's doing well. He's got some businesses that he owns. So let's take the business stuff off the table for a second, okay? Because you've had a really interesting life. You've done a lot of different things. Let's take a second and just focus on what do you like to do? What brings you joy? Because I, I do want to dive into the conflict thing because it's cool. It's actually a superpower. What about that and what makes you happy? Why is that fun for you? Uh, I, I, someone asked me the other day, what do I, how do I define success? Success is uh, I go places and say words and I never think about money again. I don't care about money. I live modestly. It's not an issue. And even when the companies make money, I find a way to spend it. If you give me a dollar, I'm going to spend two and I'm going to earn the other dollar back. That's how I live my life. So, and, and that's where, uh, that's where I struggle here. And I like conflict and I like going places. Success to me looks like going places and resolving people's problems because that's all we're all in the business of solving a problem. And I love problems. I love intricate problems. That's what I love doing. And if I, I either create them or I solve them or people come to me. Well, you'll create the problem and then solve it. That's what's special about you. That's, what, that's what's interesting. But not any problem. If you walk into um, a deck of cards strewn across the floor, that's not interesting to you. No. If you walk into a conference room full of BS flying around, you like to cut through that stuff. Yeah. Right? You think it's fun to figure out what's really going on. Absolutely. That's what's different. Because some people, like me, I'm not into conflict. Conflict's not really my jam, right? I'm not really going to throw in and start throwing grenades around. But you actually enjoy it. Love it. Okay. Now that's unique. And I said unique, not weird. That's unique. Yeah. Right? So how do we weaponize that? Because if you, uh, one thing I wrote down here is the freedom to fix stuff. Right? You don't want to, it's not about the money, even though there's money in fixing stuff. You want the freedom to fix stuff. And your ability to fix stuff really happens when there's a lot of smoke in the air. Yep. So how do you do that? How can you become a mediator? How can you become basically the truth teller in the room? that helps people resolve conflict because, you know, your bedside manner is not a quiet, calm one, right? You're going to take 30 minutes when someone might else take three weeks. You're going to fix it, ship shape, yep. right? Ship shape. So how can we take that and turn that into a business or because your other businesses are doing so well, a hobby? Could you do something like Candace is doing where you find a group of people that are strewn in the smoke and you help people by making the smoke go away. And it's not a business as much as it is a calling mm-hmm. or something that you enjoy. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you have your full-time jam. You have your side hustle and you have your passion project. And I got a bunch of things in all those different buckets. And, and, and I've taken what I thought was a passion project and turned it into a full-time jam. And that, it, it was no longer fun. That passion project was no longer interesting. And, and now hold I'm on, struggling. Hold on, stop. Why was it no longer interesting? Because I solved the problem. Okay, so you like, see a new problem. Like even someone joked joke with me today. They're like, oh, you, you, know, you started a business, you get it through year one, and then by year two you're like, man, not in the next business. And that's really how I am. I've started you know, six businesses in six years. Um, 
and once they're once they're in this stable place, they become a side hustle. That's a three to four hours I put into them a week. I, what does that full time career look like? Who who do I serve? What what do I serve? And how do I do it in a capacity where I'm not? Oh, I'm just an environmental consultant, or I, I I'm just this. Right? I hate that word. Just. Yeah. Why are you saying just? That's because not that's like you. absolutely right. Because that's what I've done. What do you? What do people pay me to do? Well, that's what I've done, and so that's where I struggle. What What does that look like? Um, I used to put a lot of content on LinkedIn. I've done the TEDx. I've done all. I've done keynote speaking. I've done the podcast. Uh-huh. But what does it look like? And and where do I find these complicated problems? Go into these larger organizations or smaller, but these complicated problems. Cut through the bullshit. Get to the conflict. Right? Conflict is. Five percent and drama is the other ninety-five percent. So, how do we get to the conflict? Resolve the conflict using simple methodology, and then move on with our lives. That's that's what I'm looking to do. And how do I? Right? Is that a business or is that an itch I got to scratch? Is that a join Pat Miller on the Pat Miller Show and well, shake it up once a week? Yeah, you know, yeah. like all those things. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you li- listening back to what you said, you already established it doesn't need to be a business. This is yep. what keeps you interesting. So, it can be a calling or a service that you provide people. And because of your short attention span, respectfully, doing the same thing for always new people is probably interesting enough. Yeah. So if you were to perform this as a service, but you help different people all the time with whatever the new challenge is, that probably would keep you interested. So it could be as simple as creating a um, facilitation process where you're going to go into a company, a situation, a nonprofit or whatever that's effed up. You're going to uneff it. That's what you're going to do, right? Yep. You're going to walk in and give them the freedom to fix stuff, or you're going to cut the BS and fix stuff, and that's what you do. And I could see us positioning it in a way that not only am I going to come in, clear the smoke, and fix stuff, I'm going to do it in less than 24 hours of your money back. Right? And you're just done. Yep. And that way you've got something that's different than everybody else, and you can go to someone and say, it feels like this is an impossible problem, right? It's not. You think this is bad? I was in Iraq, okay? No one's going to die here today. I'm going to fix it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's how you live your life. Oh, absolutely. So you need to take all of that stuff and put it into your product. Make that a consistent product, and it is so unique. There's nobody else in this room that could say that. And to your credit, you're incredibly authentic. You're not different to anyone. You'd go to Capitol Hill and testify and look exactly like you look right now and tell the senators to go F themselves. That's what's part of your charm, <laughs> right? Absolutely. All right. I, I think we, uh, there are a lot of smart people in the room that probably have ideas that can definitely help with this. Michael Rampola is nodding his head feverishly. So uh, I think we need to adjourn to the cocktail hour, and some folks might have some ideas for you. Love it. Uh, but I, as your friend, am excited to hear you step away from the concept of what new business should I start and what new passion project am I going to follow? They're incredibly different things, and I'm happy for you. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Pat. AFW, Andy Wines, thank you so much for coming on, Andy. Appreciate it. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on this first episode live and in person of the Pat Miller Show. Today we talked with five small business owners, and I hope that maybe you picked up something along the way because that's what makes the show fun, right? The celebrations and hearing how people think about what they do, and it like it just rewires your brain a little bit. Now, I have to say, and this is the plug, if you like this kind of support, this is what we do in the Idea Collective. So spoiler alert, if you log into the group, this is what happens. What should I do with the thing? Boom, Michael Rampola pops in and answers your question. That's how we do it. 24-7, we've erased the borders. We have folks from all over the place joining us today. Um, and it's really a special community. If you've not looked up the Idea Collective, I encourage you to do show do so. Uh, so what should we do now? Well, 
If you want to find out more information about the show, hit us up at patmillershow.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, here to help you on your small business journey. And remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of this show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.